What's up? All right, ready? Let's do this. Here we go. I like fix this bang. You've never seen me do the voice in person. No, I, I never have. Here His butter so hot you might melt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the butter so hot you might melt. Careful, bronze. Friday Night Movie Podcast, where the microphones are always buttery. <laughs> and this is a special mini-episode where we are responding to a request from our dear friend Lindsay, a.k.a. Afros XII, on Twitter and Instagram, because she remembered last year's Super Bowl recap episode, and she wanted us to do another Super Bowl episode. So here it is, Lindsay, a mini-episode. She probably remembered it because I was an amazing Super Bowl where the Eagles won, where everything was beautiful and amazing and incredible, except Justin Timberlake's jacket. I don't his think jeans. that was a good thing. His, <laughs> his jeans, jeans, what was it? It was like old His like old navy pants. His old navy pants. But it was also, mom and dad were in Africa. We're in Africa. I had a newborn. Yeah. I had a newborn baby. It was very exciting. So, so this, this year, is, to make up for sequel. maybe the worst Super Bowl ever in its entirety, we have an amazing guest with us. We have our dear friend, Mark, a.k.a. Bobby Buttons. I can call you that. A.k.a. Robert R. Buttons, a.k.a. Poe Bronson, <laughs> a.k.a. Poe Bobby. And uh, Mark is here um, as a representative of we the... We assume a- that your guys are old friends with these, a.k.a. Nick yeah, 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 yeah. That's Mark. I actually was... I was counting recently that we have been friends for probably about 17 or 18 years. Um, and this is one of my... If you guys are listeners and you hear uh, Big Josh who comes on with his complaints, Mark is often the other guy on the adventures going to concerts with us and Josh. But more importantly, Mark is an advertising executive who himself has worked on numerous major national international campaigns including Super Bowl ads. So we have a bona fide industry expert here to break down this year's Super Bowl and Super Bowl ads. So before we get into this year's thing, I assume my sisters are going to have questions about the advertising industry that are worth just getting out of the way right away. Otherwise, we're never going to get through the ads. Lily. Um, no, I mean, I love ads. Like I, I love, I, to me, it's all part of pop culture. I, st- I studied cultural studies and the whole marketing and advertising part like fascinates me. Um, I have a quick question. Do you ever get, is it easy to separate the creative from like the consumerism or are you just like capitalism ads sell everything? I don't care. I'll sell your grandma's wig or is there like in there some sort of like consumer i don't know welfare remorse welfare uh, (laughs) yeah that it's a great question and i think you know that's part of why you see kind of this trend towards a lot of like purpose driven stuff brands that have a deeper bigger purpose beyond selling the things that they actually make 
And some, in some cases, that's a great fit and it works really well for them. And in some cases, it's a little bit strained or it's a little bit sort of disingenuous. Like but, that Pepsi ad with like, Kendall Jenner. Like that Pepsi ad for Kendall Jenner. <laughs> uh, right? It, it, it just, well, it, it was completely disingenuous. Off the so, mark. So, but, right. that, but that, that is, but, you know, I think part of it is, you know, it's funny. You have people in advertising, creative people, by and large, very liberal people that, I'll have to somehow reconcile that what they're doing is selling stuff and getting people to buy more stuff. So I, th I think right. that's why you kind of get a lot of these ads with kind of higher purpose or, or that, well, that kind of thing. I guess it's sort of like if you, if you can sell people on your identity and your values, then they're not just buying a product. It's more like they're aligning themselves with a company where they have a shared, you know, shared, values and a shared interest mm -hmm. because like i gotta gillette. tell you that no like gillette and the bumble i don't even know what bumble is but i'm like i it's believe you i am with you serena app. see i was i was ready to download it to be like i'm with you serena well you're married so that'd be that, weird like, I'm i know but dating. i didn't know what it, i don't know what it is but i was like i'm just gonna download it because i believe what she is saying and i feel like we're totally aligned and i was like i don't know what this thing is should i like google it first i'm like so let me use like those as, a blind date by <laughs> let me use those as good examples because i, I think they, they are both trying to do that and then it was interesting you know, you had the Bumble ad, and then you had uh, Gillette ad with, like, actually a lot of controversy around it. Really? Really? Why? Because like, well, we like toxic masculinity, and we no, don't want to get rid of it? No, but I, I think to me, so so let me first, <laughs> I feel like this is, I'm, I'm about to dig a very deep hole. Let me first say uh, that, that I agree with uh, the message of the ads. I agree with what Gillette is coming out there, and I agree... Uh, with that conversation about masculinity, and that's a important conversation and, to be and had. And this is coming from two guys can vouch that we do not fit the classic definition of masculinity <laughs> in any way whatsoever. Fair. <laughs> but, uh, but so but, I identified with all the kids running for their lives from the bullies <laughs> in, in the Gillette ad. <laughs> right. uh, but I, like, so I, I think you know it's interesting because the Bumble ad, right? This is a dating app where women make the first move. That's the that's the whole premise of it. Oh, and, that makes sense. Now, got it. Don't wait for someone to tell you you have power. You've had it all. You got it. it. Okay. Right. And so it yeah. is empowering in that way, like to the person who they're hoping to download this ad. That's a that's kind of a great imp empowering thing. What's interesting on, on the Gillette side of things, and again, I'm really supportive of the conversation. Just think about how they did it, which is, which is a, a, actually a little bit different. Because <clears throat> what... Um, when, when you think about it, especially in contrast to the Bumble ad, A, uh, it wasn't uh, empowering. You got this, guys. It was a, a little bit sort of chastising. Oh, and it was scolding them. And, right. And no, it was scolding them. It was, yeah, finger wagging. You're right. Exactly. It was. But with the right it was message. Very, it, was quite, like, it was quite negative. Right. But everybody can agree like on a woman. I wonder maybe if that's why as a woman I really responded to, to it because I was like, someone needs to like. <laughs> right, but again, right. Right. But again it, sh it, should, it should be for them, not us in the sense of like it should be able to that get a good reaction from them. They're the ones that have to do the big changes. So let me throw another variable into this part of the conversation, which is I have been a loyal Gillette 
like customer. Well, I since, think it's like they're the best razor since the no. Mo- since yeah. the since the Mach three. three. Mach three. So the Mach three, and now I use the Fusion. But there was a brief period where, because of my podcast listening, I tried out Harry's razors, which were cheaper and supposedly German engineered and all that stuff. And like honestly, they're the worst oh. razors I've ever used in my life. And every time they <laughs> touched my oh. face, they either sliced it in half, like it was like so 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 sharp, or like you had to like you don't have German skin. Press. <laughs> <laughs> Press it against your face. You're not, you're not the right I, stock I, for those I, kinds I, of razors. I couldn't get the right angle, and eventually I just canceled my subscription. I went back to Gillette, and like my face isn't. I, I stopped shaving because of Harry's razors. Because so what was, you're saying is, so, so they're not the product. Also product. has to stand behind the ad. So, so like, no, what I'm saying is, is that I was going to use Gillette at this point based on my physical experience. Either way, but now that I saw that ad, I'm like, oh, I feel really cool about being identified with this brand because they stand also, for a message that I agree with without me being able to really right. comment on I also that feel or like understand there's the technical difference. aspects of that ad. I think I think Bronze Mark, it's weird to call you Mark, but I'll just call yeah, you Mark. No. Members of this professional yeah. podcast. Okay, We're on the air so. here, guys. Hey, hey you. I feel like um, you're absolutely right. I think I see that what you're saying about how the message is delivered and they were on point with the message, the controversy of how it was delivered. It could is there and that's fine. But I also think what was great about the ad is that it didn't seem like like how much the Pepsi one, you know, drops the ball. This didn't it seemed like Gillette was sponsoring a message and they weren't hawking you razors. Mm-hmm. So how do you that's a, a huge so how, how do you broad so how do you analyze the, the brand loyalty that I'm talking about from that experience of using it and Lily's point about not necessarily selling razors or were they really just selling razors? Well, so They've always been selling razors, and in fact, they've actually, up until now, been selling razors with toxic masculinity. Right? Uh-huh. The, the, the famous line, mm-hmm. uh, "The best a man could get," right, used to always be a kiss from a woman on a freshly shaven. Oh, like that, that was. That, yeah. you, you just think about. Right, the, the well, they show you the previous. So as the ad starts, they show you kind of like the previous message. Right. So, yeah. are they sort of saying like we're culpable in creating this? This um, I don't think they're. I don't know. Culpability. I, I, I think they're I, saying I, we're changing. No, they 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 participated in the creation yeah. of that of that gender identity of that like very specific, um, toxic sure. space. Right. Like they they're not responsible for it but they certainly profited off of it and participated in it yeah that that type of stuff it's not just delight it's all kinds if you think about brand if you think about all the advertising we grew up with right that is oh my god the marlboro man everything beer ads everything that that crafted a kind of culture of masculinity femininity the the, you know the norms that we kind of are are really butting up against now um and 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 so oh sorry yeah you go in in your work and in in the work behind the scenes, do you find that brands and like I don't know if you can say this, but brands want to get on message and get on board because they want to really do good for society, or they're just like, oh shit, now we have to be all politically correct to sell this. So figure out a way, bronze, sell me this in a good message. So and that's there, how Pepsi happened. There's there's two things that are happening. I I think so. One is I I think genuinely. Uh, the answer is some is is often yes, uh, but then it becomes a question of permission. So I think a lot of people, a lot of marketers, a lot of people working at agencies, you know, are are kind of uh, open-minded, liberal people want to do progressive things, right? And are butting up against 
right? The reality is that they have to deliver sales and they have to deliver that kind of, so, so I, I think yes. Let me use Gillette as an example uh, in another way. They had to do something sort of drastic. Like if, if you think about where they were with um, sales, profits, all that kind of stuff, they're in a very tough position. Year on year, they've been losing uh, market mm. share in sales. Year on year, they've been losing profitability. So basically, right, a brand helps you do two things. It helps people recognize your product and, your product. and, and be aware yeah. of it and buy it. And it also helps you charge a premium for whatever it is you're selling. Right, you have a sugary soda water that's twenty nine cents. When it's Coke, it's a buck twenty nine, right? And and it's the same. It's it's the same stuff. So razors are expensive, for God's sake. Well, right, but 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 that's part of the brand name. It's really the mm-hmm. same stuff. Um, and so, uh, Gillette has been kind of dropping in in both cases. They've been giving up market share and they've been giving up profitability because of competition like, like Harry's razors, like Harry's, and Dollar Shave, Dollar Shave Club, all that kind of stuff. And so. You know, they were sort of at a point where it was in their benefit as well to become more relevant. They had to change as, the conversation you know. somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, cool. uh, but that that's not to say that there's not good people that work there that believe in this conversation. Right. <clears throat> uh, a question is, okay. A, what kind of permission do they have? And then B, uh, how did they execute it in a way that that made people feel motivated and good? So this is a great jumping off point for talking about the Super Bowl because here we got a question when you talk about paying for a premium of something. We're talking about premium, the biggest premium for an ad in the world. Yes. Simple question. Why do a Super Bowl ad? When a million people can watch your ad on YouTube uh, and other places as well. Okay. Uh, so there's there's two things. One is a million people won't watch your ad on YouTube. They won't, they won't watch it. They won't be into it. They won't. Uh, yeah. They won't actually. Doesn't the Super Bowl have the largest uh, TV audience on any given day? Has the largest. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so this year, a Super Bowl ad went for five and a half million dollars for thirty right. seconds of time. For thirty seconds. Exactly. Oh my God. And, yeah. And, and so there's two things. Like, like just as an example, when we were growing up, and and uh, I'll use I'll use the U.S. as a market because we didn't grow up in the U.S. But when we were growing <laughs> up, because our market here. doesn't count. <laughs> When we were those Scotiabank insert ads in the Canadian oh, yeah. broadcast of the Super Bowl. Was... Massive. Massive. But ju- just, okay, think about what's happened in media since since that time. So in the 90s, in the mid-90s, since, yeah, um, since... if, if, uh, if, if you were going to run an ad on an episode of Friends, right, you'd have, an, you'd have an audience of 40 million people. Today, it's basically impossible to get even a fraction of that many people. Right, nobody's watching TV live. Exactly, and they're not watching, so there's two things. One is the scale, like how many people are actually gonna see it and pay attention to it and watch it, right? Because people actually, this is one of the one event kind of viewings where people not only see the ads but watch them. Um, And then the other thing is, right, if a brand is trying to be culturally relevant or trying to be part of culture or something, uh, it sort of matters that people have a collective experience, like that, that you know other people saw the same thing you did a, a, a little bit. Otherwise, you know, if you just see ads, you can think to yourself, oh, I'm sure other people would like that. But um, when you see ads and you know that everybody else has seen it at the same time you have, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a bigger cultural experience. Well, that's why now when you put a video on YouTube or Facebook, they give you the option of, do you want to send out messages to make this a viewing experience? Mm-hmm. 
do a viewing party. They're trying to like get you to put a video on YouTube because there should be a viewing party because getting people to sit down and watch the same thing at the same time is nearly impossible. Yeah, yeah. Just for the research for this show. So okay, let's now let's get into the ads. Now we agree this was the worst Super Bowl ever. Thank you, the Patriots, for giving us something both boring and unrewarding. And let's talk about the ads. Um, and Maroon Five. And 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 right. Wait, actually, before we get to the ads, we did a whole bit on halftime shows last year. I think if we the the, the, the buy red meh or bleh category, this will own the all time bleh until. Because he also he took his shirt off like. That to me made him in in the black category, no matter what. And like, I'm all for nudity. I'm a huge fan. You live in Europe. Everyone's be, naked all yeah, the time where you are. I just feel like I did not need to be subjected. I'd rather see Janet Jackson's nipples than his nipples, and I shouldn't have to be subjected to the California tattoo across his navel. He has like, a California tattoo across his he, he, he looks belly like, button. He looks sort of like <laughs> the Jewish dad version of Travis Barker, the drummer for. Yeah, it just was like like. How cool do you think you are? Yeah, it was, and also, yeah, I mean, just in terms of context, right? Like, we remember the Janet Jackson incident, and just showing you how how out of touch whoever puts this together is. You have the Janet Jackson show where she removes partial piece of clothing, and her like career is basically tossed out. And then this guy runs around with no shirt, or actually removing clothes throughout the performance. And then you like have, a striptease. And then you have um, uh, the rapper. Who was like rapping stuff that Travis was bleak? Travis, Travis Scott, Scott. Was, was rapped at. <laughs> oh, you sound like such a dad. Yeah. Rap- Big Boy was there too. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so we'll get to Big Boy in a second. Yeah, so, so, so they bleeped out every. That was for our generation, they, I guess. They bleeped out every word that Travis Scott said. So he's like, only people, there because he's he, Kylie Jenner's. But like people thought Maybe the sound dead. was broken in our Super Bowl party, and they were like, "No, they're just bleeping out the curse words." But I don't know if you recall when MIA MIA flipped the bird, bird got yeah. and, like, and that's it. No one and, sued for and, millions of dollars because no of that. She's and, still in lawsuits, and no one ever seen her again. <laughs> like she was right. like, she's being sued still. And now let's bring in Big Boy. When we were talking about it, someone says, "Big Boy, who's Big Boy?" I was like, "Oh, Outcast. Big Boy from Outcast," and. I, I couldn't believe that, like, they brought Big Boy out to do this, like, out-of-context performance of his most famous song. That is an amazing song. It made me think, why don't they just let Outkast do <laughs> the whole sense. show? Because their people, songs are, like, amazing. Like, who grew up in the 90s in that specific time and place are not the only ones watching this. <laughs> so Fair they enough. couldn't. Fair enough. I would have loved to see Andre 3000. Oh, my God. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of controversy around the, the halftime show. Uh, le- leading up to it, a because at first when they announced the Maroon Five, the headliner, they ignored a lot of kind of the talent that is native to Atlanta. Yeah. But yeah. And, then, and then also, you know, there there are um, people who are taking a supportive stance of Colin Kaepernick, and and sort of didn't want to be in. The didn't want to be in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Boycotting the NFL for for all intents. Uh, and, and I would I would add that I really don't like when the NFL does it in one of these cities. Granted, they don't do the Super Bowl in every city, so it would be not fair. But like I remember the year they did it in Detroit and the Stones performed. I love the Stones, but how do you do it in Motown and not have like right. so, you know? So what we're saying is the NFL is perhaps out of touch. Yeah, perhaps at not. Least, uh, at least in terms of their how, how does not have shows. their finger on the pulse of society. Yeah, no, they, perhaps. They, okay, they, they I think Gaga well. and Beyonce should just alternate years. That's <laughs> that also works for me too. I think that's fair. So I feel the like best, um, the best, the best tweet 
that I heard around this. And this was sent to me by Big Josh himself. And I'm going to pull it up because it deserves to be Sorry, like... When did we start calling him Big Josh? Am that, I the only one that is not unclear? That's what we call him in my family. Kids, when they, all the kids call him Big Josh. Because that, if there's a little Josh, you don't even like, have a little Josh. First of all, first of all there is no little Josh in the entire friend group. That's one. There's no child named Josh. Number two, we're not your children. You're, we're your podcast no, co-host and we know who he is. He, no, it's his title. It's like... Uh, Uncles no, or... I'm sorry. I've known the guy 30 years. That's never been his title. Well, it's his title now. Anyways, okay, so Patton Oswalt. This was flagged for me by Josh. Patton Oswalt writes, Dear NFL, please have Weird Al Yankovic do next year's halftime show. How do we make this happen? I bet Madonna will come out. Oh, how do we make this happen? I bet Madonna will come out to do like a surgeon. So... <laughs> I think that, you know, I, I appreciate... You should start the petition. I appreciate... That would be amazing. Madonna and Weird Al doing a mashup of all of Finally. her songs. Finally. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Weird Al would want to do it. He might want to protest, but at least it would kind of be hilarious and amazing. Okay, yeah. all right. So now let's get to the ads. We're back on ads. MVP ad of the night. Who wants to go first? Do I want to let... I want to let Bronze go first. It, uh, okay, that's hard. I, um... I had a tough time. I I didn't, I didn't think it was a great, uh, <clears throat> I didn't think it was a great showing of ads, to be really? honest. Really? Yeah. I, okay. I, I thought. Um, a that lot there were better of, years. There were there were a lot better years. I think th- this is the thing. Like knowing about it, you get, you get the brief to do it, and there's just a ton of pressure, and everyone says, "I want to be in the ad meter," right? That's the USA Today uh, voting thing, and uh, I I think it was really tough. There were there was um, there was not a lot of great ads. <laughs> So, so there's no MVP for you. I, I don't know. I, I was I, I thought the Microsoft uh, work. I don't know if you saw that with their um, accessible kind of gaming. Oh yeah, ad. yeah, that was a very good ad. <laughs> I saw it was that they, they just went for it. They weren't afraid to like, you know. I tug, like that one too. Talk at the heartstrings and and um, you did. I think it did do a great job giving people a better feeling about, um, about Microsoft or give people a great feeling about Microsoft, but. I don't know. I I, re- I had a tough time. I was very intrigued by the Bud Light Game of Thrones. Oh, can't. Uh, I'm so done t- with Bud Light. I'm still done with anything where Other Bud Light. Other than the fact that someone like lit all of Bud Light on fire, I'm trying to figure out what's no, good no, about every, that. Every every time the Bud Can Light nights plate come plate? out, I lose my mind. I'm like, bring back the Bud Bowl. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. But then, so I'm talking specifically about one ad, right, where uh, the the Bud Light night gets killed by the giant from Game of Thrones and they use it in a co-promotion to announce right this is the first time it's it, been announced when the new the next episodes of Game of Thrones are going to be on like the release HBO. Date. Ah. So that's at least bold, and and I was happy to see the knight get killed. I like when they use um, celebrities with a purpose, like mm-hmm. when it's not just for the celebrity factor, but like it mm-hmm. makes sense for that celebrity to be in it. Do like, you know what I mean? Like Michael Bublé. Oh I, yes. Or <laughs> I, 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 maybe that should fit in the Bublé. Yeah, the Bublé. <laughs> I'm referring in a good way to the one where Adam Scott appears in it, and it's like a, a boring financial ad, but they try to make it like really cool and sexy and fun. And then Michael, and then Adam Scott appears, and he's just like to me because of his Parks and Rec, he's just like such the like nerdy oh, that, accountant well, guy. That was the mint.com. I I truly hated that commercial because I hate that company. But, but, 
but I do appreciate oh, them yeah. using Adam Scott in that way as opposed to celebrity right. just for celebrity. I'm going to say I said at the beginning of the at the top of the pod, you know, Gillette. I don't know what I don't know what Bumble is, but I'm signing oh, up Bumble. for it because <laughs> I am following Serena. Gillette, to be clear, Gillette wasn't a Super Bowl ad, but it we had it wasn't. Ad. Okay. okay, but um anyways, that so I th- mm-hmm. I thought her her ad for whatever company, the Serena Williams ad was the was the winning one for I, me. I, I also get, I I give Pepsi some credit, like yes, the one they did for this was was funny. Just to say, like that happens all the time, right? Is Pepsi okay? Like when somebody asks for a Coke, then your service says, "Is Pepsi okay?" And that's how they open the ad up, saying, "We know that's what happened." And then they say, "Of course it's okay, right?" Steve Carell comes out, and it's a it's a this thing. I I thought anyway, that's at least insightful and brave to be able to admit that cool yeah a little meta lily who do you um i don't know i'm gonna pass i don't know for your mvp that's sort of how i felt well well mine so mine in the experience of watching it like as the night was going on i really loved the doritos one Mm -hmm. with chance the rapper and the backstreet boys because right but like honestly i was barely paying attention i was like doritos they always have fun ads and i love that they brought the backstreet boys out with like on that plane you know to like like as if it was the 2000s (laughs) but the rest but then i rewatched it and i was like this is a stupid ad so i didn't like that the other one i really liked in the experience was the (laughs) nfl like it was like the NFL honors 100th, dinner, 100th and like the guys are all like basically throw, make a have a schoolyard football match, and they destroy the and they destroy the ballroom where they're where they're watching. Um, it was kind of silly, and again, the NFL is out of touch, but I enjoyed the silliness of it. But yeah. those were those were probably the only two that I really liked. Mm. Um, all right, l- least valuable player. Mine. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm, oh God. I'm going okay, to go, start with Any Mint car commercial? I have one that I hated uh. so much. Because I don't like Mint. Because Mint as a company, like, they sell you this thing that they're going to help you save money. Oh, I, my All MVP they... is the Stella Artois. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. That's the worst. Your LVP. But no, you also just I... interrupted. Sorry. Oh, no, your MVP. My MVP. I L- love Lily's brain is... Oh, we're going to have to get into it in a second. I love we're that going, these are... We're, we're going to get great. into it. We're going to get into it. So, all I'm saying is, I mint as a company is essentially like they tell you they're going to help you save money, but all they do is ask you for all your bank passwords and just read back <laughs> to you all the things that. Well, here's that, a good example of me not even knowing that brand and being like, oh, but, Adam Scott, you're you, cute. But that's nothing to do with the commercial. You just don't like the product. No, no, but the commercial was also super stupid. And I was like, I, I was annoyed that Mint was no, but, even in this realm. It, but that so. makes, like, it's a huge difference. I, that tells I, you if you don't like the product, then it's just, by the way, I point. use Mint, and I find it very helpful, by the way, because <laughs> I use it properly. So there uh, you go. You, I, um, I absolve Bronze from having to say his least favorite because he's in the industry. I'd, I'd love to tell you. Oh, okay. Well, I don't go by Bronze in the industry. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Um, Took all the he goes by Robert R. Buttons. I, I, I thought the... He's um, going to be looking him up on LinkedIn, Robert <laughs> R. Buttons. <laughs> exactly. so that's Robert B. Utton, <laughs> uh, Vice President Advertising. Um, I, I thought the, that um, uh, Burger King, Andy Warhol... Ad oh, just, God, that was terrible. They should have just great. lit the money on fire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that was awful. I saw that piece at the Whitney over the holidays. I went into New York for the day to go see the Andy Warhol exhibit, and I saw that piece, and it just, that just, it's just, just, 
That's not what Andy Warhol meant. And he's really, really? all about commercialism and pop culture and everything. But that's just not, no, not Cause, good. Because I, I eat my burger kind of that way, too. I like to dip my burger in the ketchup. Okay, so I uh, identify with that. Once again, shy, missing the, the point. <laughs> but I, okay. I mean, I think beyond that, like, at least you know who Andy Warhol is. And you're like, that's not what he meant. Right? And, <laughs> and so that's what advertising people making ads for their friends in advertising were probably also, we're going to really stir something up by you know right. repurposing just between, me, just between me and becky right, <laughs> the majority I, I can't remember what the stat was but we saw it post super bowl you're like who uh, the hell is that guy yeah, it's like a shocking vast majority like mm -hmm. high 70s low 80s of people who watched the super bowl had no idea who andy, andy warhol is <laughs> right so, God, they, so they spent five million dollars to run an ad of a weird looking old man like, in a wig eating, eating a, eating a sad, hamburger. floppy fucking hamburger. Can you say that on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say whatever you want. Um, um, we're not going to bleep you out like Travis Scott. <laughs> great. I am also so, wearing a giant, uh, you know, fuzzy tool belt as well. It was a cod piece. It was a cod piece. So right, my LVP, and when I say I hated this on a level that, like, from my toes to the top of my head, I was radiating with how much I disliked it was the Stella Artois, mm. the oh, dude, I, I, Carrie I, Bradshaw. I thought it was I truly stupid. hated that too. I thought it was I liked stupid. It. I thought it wasn't even a good play on nostalgia. I think it was. And it was a great play on nostalgia. You know, I thought it was so depressing the way that they sell that whoever owned the rights to the character of the dude and then mm. uh, was just oh, sold out the whole meaning yeah. of him. I think those two characters and are so unfinished. And I also, I also, do, yeah, I just thought it was, I thought when you talk about, oh, just the use of celebrity for the use of celebrity and it has no meaning, that's exactly what that said See, to me. Whereas I thought maybe, Bronze, you can chime in on the strategy. I thought it was so great the way they released the trailer for the ad and people were like, what? There's going to be a new Lebowski movie? And when I saw it, it was just an ad. I was like, you geniuses, you mother effing geniuses. See, this it was is such like, a bad this, commercial. This makes me think of last year when they did those Crocodile Dundee 3 teases. With and then it's with, just a and it's just and it was just a commercial for Australia and I'm like I'm never going to Australia now. Oh, oh my god! god. I literally was going me? to sleep you... the other night and I said to Vlad, "Hey Vlad, when's that Crocodile Dundee movie coming out with Danny McBride? I'm so confused. Is that coming? <laughs> when is that coming out? I still think that's a real movie. Is that? Not I a thought real that movie? was brilliant. I that's love that. No, movie. just a commercial. <sighs> So, but like, how smart are they that they got you in our day and age? Because you can't, you can't get anybody on anything. I thought that was a real movie and was getting annoyed because I didn't know when it was coming out. I'm just gonna defend that for one second before Bronze chimes in and gives us the real, like, you know, we're right or wrong. <laughs> That's not what I'm doing. There is no right or wrong. Judge no, Bobby. I'm sure you have the right answer. Is right but the point is that um, those two characters are so iconic and so ingrained so why would that you it doesn't really. It doesn't really matter. So they're like, them back to let me, product. Let me talk. Let me talk. I think they are in on the joke. No, like, I think they're in on the money. Yeah, I, I'm sure they're in on the money back. too. But and good for them. I don't care. I think that they're also their characters almost as much in on the joke as if it's those characters hawking things. But we all know that at the end of the day, they're gonna go home and drink a white Russian and a Cosmo. Also, mm -hmm. the dude being a bit more sacred. I kind of don't give a shit if Carrie Bradshaw's drinking a Cosmo. So if you even like can separate them a bit, I think it's hilarious that she's not because so much of that show is so fake. Um, 
and and the dude is the dude. I'm like almost happy for him that he got a paycheck and then he can just go home and drink a white Russian. That's uh, a lot of that's a lot of meaning and that's a lot of meaning and story that no, you attach that. Okay. He's dressed so, far too nice. I, I I think what that was one uh, that that ad really caught my attention in the Super Bowl and I agree. I don't think it was executed well. Like I, yeah. I see why people didn't like it, but from an advertising strategy point of view, like it's really interesting. Stella's, you know, all of their ads are all these like over the top quality kind of ads. Like a guy derails a train in order to have, be alone with the Stella or a guy, you know, lands right. a plane in a field in order Very to- Very cinematic. Right? Like, so, so you have this, so, so it's kind of this quality. To, so the idea, right, that the agency was probably going for, like is basically to say like, this is a beer so good that it's worth, you know, giving up your signature Beverage drink, drink over. It's a good concept, sure, fine, I get that, but I thought it was. Your, I agree, it was so missed the mark and how it was produced. Well, the other thing, which which maybe went unnoticed, was was in between those two uh, celebrities was the most interesting man in the world from the Dos Equis ad. <laughs> oh, really? It was right, and his and his line, like his you know catchphrase or whatever you want to call it, was you know I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I drink. Dos Equis. So it's just a, kind of this really interesting. I'm switching it up. You got the Dos Equis guy, and then I'm switching it up. And and again, I think it, you know it's kind of too inside baseball. Like too many uh-huh. advertising people took for granted that everyone's gonna you know kind of see that and, and have it uh, brought home. Think uh, of them as so, selling so, out or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now we're gonna well we're gonna close our discussion with one of our games. You're gonna play one of our signature games. It's called Buy Rent or Meh. Yeah. You get three. We put three things in front of you, okay. and you have to decide which one is you're going to buy, which one you're going to rent, and which you're going to meh. And we Good. and the the categories come from like when we were kids. You would maybe buy a movie on VHS if totally. you really liked it, totally, or it was just a renter. I've listened to this podcast before. I get the game. All right. Or, but it's good for our listeners who maybe oh, we haven't sorry. played in a while. You know, like kind of like the ad guys. We assume it's not just inside baseball. <laughs> um, so we're gonna do some. But I appreciate that you. Your rebuttal of, I know this podcast. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Buy, rent, or meh, everyone. Uh, we're going to do a food category. The food category is Doritos with Chance the Rapper and the Backstreet Boys. The Stella with Sarah Jessica Parker and the Big Lebowski. Which apparently is the most controversial ad. And the Burger <laughs> the King Eat thing. Like Andy, go. Buy, rent, or meh. Which, which one of these? Okay, I'm going to buy Doritos because I didn't see it. Becky, can and I just say, I hate b- the- before you keep going, I want to say thank you. You are always so decisive with the buy, rent, or mess. I already have mine. I'm in my gut. I, I go with my gut. Buy Doritos. First of all, Doritos are delicious, but I also didn't see it, so therefore I can be the least offended by it. <laughs> then I'm going to rent Burger King because even though it's a terrible commercial, I do like the hashtag. Hashtag eat like Andy. Even if you even if you don't even know it's referencing Andy Warhol, I think it's just like a cute hashtag, even though it's a terrible commercial. And I'm going to meh to the bleh, the Stella one, because you already know how I feel. Okay. Lily. Just poorly. Um, I'm gonna buy the Doritos. Um 
But again, I found out they have MSG in them, which is worrisome for the American public. Everything has MSG in it. Yeah, but I just was like, I was like, no yeah. wonder people can't stop eating them. Yeah, but wait, MSG. hold on. How fun is it eating Doritos with mom? Mom, oh, like, I don't want. Don't nobody them. tell her they have MSG. She loves them so much. She'll be so sad. That's true. Why? Does she not eat MSG? I'm uh, sure she tries not to. Don't we <laughs> all? It's in a lot of food, or it's in like. In, anyway, in Israel, uh, Doritos are distributed by Osem. Oh right? yeah. So they have. Oh. Uh, they have a lot of control over the supply chain and stuff. So there was an Israeli um, ad agency who their client is awesome, and they were um, advertising Doritos and so awesome did, makers of Beasley it, and it, Bamba and those yellow soup nuts. You know, oh yeah. yeah. Why do I have all three of those items in my house right now? So <laughs> they they actually. How Jewish are you? <laughs> so well, this is a great right. They they developed a napkin bag. Uh, for Doritos, so you could wipe your hands off on the inside the of the inside? bag. Uh, what? Yeah. Because, you know, Doritos... They I thought you were going to say they took out the MSG. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, the, the napkin no. bag is made out of MSG. <laughs> Eat the napkin. All right, so Lily, the so... Um, okay, so Doritos, I'm going to rent Stella, uh, for the reasons I mentioned before, and I'm ashamed that the Burger King ad was ever made. And I do not support the hashtag, Eat Like Andy. All right, I eat... I do not. I eat... I, I buy the Doritos. I eat the Doritos. I buy the Doritos. I rent Eat Like Andy because, first of all, oh. my experience watching it was I was like, is that like I'm like did Andy Warhol videotape himself eating Burger he King? He didn't make that or, piece of art. Or it's I was not gonna, made by or, him. Or I was going to say, or, like, or did they just CGI Andy Warhol eating a hamburger and think that he would make was, a good spokesperson? I was thinking the same thing. And then I saw him dip the ketchup, and I said, I eat like that too. So I, I, that's why I like that one. And then just blah 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 blah. Like as soon as I saw the dude I'm really not, out on my own, not <laughs> drinking the White Russian, I was like, turn the TV off. Like, I was laughing so hard. I thought it was great. All right, Bobby. I will... I'll buy the Doritos. I'll rent the Stella. And I will definitely man the, the Burger King. All right, now there were some movie ads in this. And I know these are movies Lily has... And Becky, in particular, but I know Lily's really hotly anticipating the new Avengers yeah, right. <laughs> So there was an ad for... Only if they kill the other half of the people. So this, I mean, this one... Hey! So this, I mean, this one is maybe a little bit loaded, but Avengers... That's how I feel about Captain. Avengers Endgame, they had their new trailer. They had the Twilight Zone commercial with Jordan Peele. And then they had... The Fast and Hobbs Furious and spinoff that the best name they could come up with for it was Hobbs and Shaw with Which The Rock sounds and Sounds like Statham. a child, like a, a cartoon about a little boy and his dog. It does. You're right. So, the Fast and the Furious to cartoon, bo- cartoon boy and cartoon dog go on adventure. <laughs> How? I want to know, Bruns, who was on that marketing team? I, I'll I be like, honest. This will make a great title. All of the... I. I'm I'm completely out of touch with this world of movies. I don't I've not heard of any of these movies. The only ad I recall seeing was The Twilight Zone, and often I have a question. Mm-hmm. How do trailers fit into the ad world? Because well, they're ads. Yeah, but often so so yes they are. They, but but it's it's rare that a, a movie company will hire an ad agency I... to make a trailer. They'll cut a great trailer because. They have but they have to, to have some kind of ad executive. Sure, right? Yeah, they, they definitely have people that are that are in marketing and, and handle their advertising and all that kind of stuff. But it really come goes out to you know like a an ad agency, like a similar ad agency that would do something like Doritos or Stella, um, huh. uh, to cut trailers. 
Well, trailers are cut by special trailer editors. Right, but there's I mean, like whole sure. production houses that only do trailers. You like right, which you, is my uh, dream job. Yeah, right. it's not like a normal editor. It's not a normal agency. It's like a trailer house normally that. Right, but I'm just meaning there's still ads. What about so, when you go to watch a trailer on YouTube and then you get a trailer for something else? So it's like you get an ad or an trailers. ad for something else. So it's like I'm already saying I'm going to go onto YouTube and I'm going to watch an ad for something and then you just get another ad. I don't get that. I'm already watching the ad. It's too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so buy, rent, or mail. I'll, I'll start. Um, I will buy, of course, the Twilight Zone. It's a show, actually, not a movie, but I thought it would be cool to put this in there because Jordan Peele's awesome. He's earned the right to make whatever he wants. I thought it was a nice play on the on the language of the Twilight Zone. Not a show I ever watched, but I do remember that the Tower of Terror ride at Disney World at MGM. Is, is Twilight mm-hmm. Zone-themed, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. And then I will... I'm going to rent the Hobbs and Shaw because I didn't even know that 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 was serious. Like, it looked like a fake trailer. But Statham and the Rock being Statham-y and Rock-like, just that's that's the movie I can get behind. And that was just kind of fun. And it's like a very, it's like, it would be like marketing that hamburger from from the Andy Warhol commercial just by showing people a burger and saying, this is a hamburger with mm. meat and bread and cheese in it. It's saying, <gasps> They should have had Ron move. Swanson do the Burger King. That's, Becky, that's true. You Let them sit there for about another five that. minutes and come up with at least ten better ads for Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> and, they should pay you the five million dollars. I can't and, believe those dummies wasted that money on that. And, and the Plus, Avengers, they had to buy the image of Andy Warhol. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. um, the Avengers Endgame goes last for me only because I... The overhyping and obsessing over the twists and what people are seeing in the trailers for these for movies that I know I'm already going to see, I just can't do it. I'm not interested in a trailer for a movie I know I'm already going to see. So that's where I am with that. You guys have okay, any feelings? I'll go I mean? quick. Twilight Zone, because Jordan Peele can do anything. Going to rent Avengers, because just that little bit at the beginning, at least, with... Um, Downey Jr. being jokey. Uh, I can always get behind a good Downey Jr. joke, but I can barely rent that because I can't handle those movies anymore. Everybody just just kill them all. Then Hobbs and Shaw, I will meh because it's the worst title ever of a movie. Done. The only one of those ads I can recall seeing was Twilight Zone. So okay, so that's same. I'm that. I'm in the same uh, spot okay. as Buttons. I so. often listen to this podcast, and you guys talk about things I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Movies I've never. You, most of the things you talk about, I've never seen. Well, so it's such a good educational podcast for yeah, you. Then. Totally. Just, just just listening to you guys talk to each other. Uh, all right, so I I think we've all agreed that um, Bronze is going to go see Fast and the Furious, Calvin and Hobbes in the theater, and. <laughs> <laughs> With but that, I have a quick question for Bronze. Dream product you'd like to advertise? Uh, great question. Uh, I don't know what to say about that, actually. I can, well, maybe we'll have I can to advertise get... anything. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, <laughs> just like what would be your dream get? You'd be like, I'd love to be able to do it. Like Becky just now with Ron Swanson. Somebody should hire her at Burger King. I mean, I'm pretty good. That was great for coming up with that. I don't know about my other ideas, but that was. (laughs) You only need one good one, right there. You only need a five million dollar idea, right? You just need Mm -hmm. one. You just need one. And right. while you're thinking, I'm just going to say, what do you guys think about if there's no commercials ever, like by law during the year, and then it's just the Super Bowl, and it's like $30 million for 30 seconds? 
I recently, I recently bought a DVD. I recently bought a DVD of a thousand classic commercials, and it goes all the oh, way back. Amazing. Yeah, so oh, that, that is amazing. Yeah, that's a weird one, but maybe we'll to watch see the that. evolution of masculinity. Commentary. Totally. Out, it's out like there's like doctors smoking while they make passes <laughs> at their secretaries. That's the <laughs> that's a lot. Okay, with that, um, uh, where can we? Will, we... At, when this airs, Bronze is gonna have to give us his dream product on social media okay where uh where can people follow you lily chichi k gomez on the twitter becky at paper bk princess and you'll note sometimes it takes me a minute to write back but when i do it's a very good response it's a very thoughtful response so apologies if sometimes it takes me a bit of time and you said do you want anyone to follow you because some people just decline they're like no yeah, uh, that's maybe, fine. Maybe not for today. Okay, not for today. All right. And you can follow me at pancake for table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of our Friday Night Movie stuff at FridayNightMoviePod.com. And we will be at the All-Star Comic-Con on June 7th, 8th, and 9th. Thank you again to Mike McNutt, who was on our last episode. Uh, we are thrilled to be part of the All-Star family. And with that, the music of What Does It Eat will kick in, and we will dance. Got to dance. It's not. It's not really kicking in. It's. I. I pose. Because Shai doesn't have yeah. the technology yeah. yet. Yeah. The All technology right. hasn't been made yet for that to happen. That's okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Good to see you guys. Bang. Oh no, I did. I was just trying to adjust. <laughs> I was trying he to was adjust trying the to camera calm to see. Down, just like after that Burger King ad. I was trying to. I was okay, trying so to adjust. Vlad does not like my bangs. Becky, well, right now you look like you. You look like Billy Ray Cyrus. Like right now with the headphones <laughs> on and the, in a good way. Well, it's not fair because I'm wearing the headphones. Um, I think when you get bangs, you run the risk of looking like you have a mullet. And in this case, oh no, I got a mullety haircut to go with it. Okay. Yeah, definitely got a mullety looking haircut. So, Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's like, it's not like super mullety. It's more just like a little bit fringe. So, so I think that, I think that yeah. objectively speaking, you look awesome. But remember, I'm the kid who, when I came home when I was like nine years old um, and mom changed her hair, I cried and ran away from her.